Good morning, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. Once again, it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. Uh, there will be information coming, and I'm going to begin announcing in our next broadcast uh, concerning our meeting place here in Tampa, Florida, where you can come uh, if you're in the Tampa area, if you're part of uh, 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 the alumni of, of the whole Holy Church of God, and you haven't been with us in a long time, we would invite you to come and be with us for these meetings uh, beginning in November and running right on through uh, December, January uh, to January and through January, actually. And from there, we will decide where we go from there or where we stay right where we are. But we will be meeting and we will give you all the information about that and invite you to come and be with us. Some of our dear friends that were with us for so many years, we would love to have this like a, a a homecoming type of situation where you can come and visit with us, and we would be so happy to see you again. We think of you often. <laughs> we can't have those kind of, of relationships through all of those years uh, without having memories, good memories, fond memories <laughs> of, uh, of everyone that we've had the privilege of, of worshiping with down through those years and ministering too. So if you're in the Tampa area, we'll be making those announcements soon. Go to our website and we'll be putting the information up. And for the uh, beginning in November, running through January, we will be meeting consistently in this location to be announced. And we will continue as God leads from there. And we want to do that together. And so we we're grateful for everyone that that comes to this broadcast wherever you are in America wherever you are in the world we welcome you to a Sunday morning sermon right here on our website praise God so uh, let's get in the word of God and let's get the word of God in us and let's get some instruction from the word of God amen Uh, the message today that I feel inspired to bring is Enoch walked with God in a wicked world and so can we Enoch walked with God in a wicked world and so can we Someone has said the great work of God is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world. I don't mean uh, in this, and this person didn't mean that he takes us to heaven and does something, puts us back in. No, he translates us out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Hallelujah. Praise God. He doesn't beam us up to heaven. He just breaks us out of, of the, of the prison house of the devil and cleanses us positionally through the blood of Jesus. And listen to what this man said. I like what he said here. It has to be explained, but I like what he said. Someone said the great work of God is to take an unholy man out of an unholy world and make him holy. And put him back in that world and keep him holy. Praise God. Enoch walked with God in a progressively wicked world. But he walked 
with God. And so can we. And if we're going to be ready for the coming of Jesus, so must we. And I believe this, this story of Enoch is, is the harpezo, the, 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 the rapture, a mini rapture, the rapture when it occurs, the catching away. It, it, there's a precedent set for it in what God did for Enoch in the Old Testament. Enoch did not die. But he was taken to heaven without tasting death. And that's one of the reasons. One of the two witnesses. Uh, uh, there's a controversy on which is the other one. Some controversy is pretty clear to me, but others uh, look at it a little different. But the two witnesses that are going to prophesy during the great tribulation and be seen by everyone in the world are going to be killed and then raised from the dead one of these two they believe must be Enoch because Enoch did not taste physical death God took him when the rapture comes we which are living and remain will not taste physical death but be caught up as God raises the dead first to meet the Lord in the air to ever be with the Lord. That's why this is an important message today. Enoch, therefore, is mutually agreed, must be one of those two, because it's appointed unto man once to die, and this appointment will be kept for Enoch at the great tribulation. Some believe it's Enoch and Elijah, simply because Elijah was taken up just like Enoch. The rapture won't be something so new and different. It will be in broader scale. Amen. But it, it has happened before in, 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 in this story and in the story of Elijah in the Bible. Amen. Here's three things that it said about Enoch that I want to read to you. Genesis five twenty one through 24 it said Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah and he begot after he begot Methuselah Enoch walked with God 300 years had sons and daughters so all the days of Enoch are 365 years and Enoch walked with God for he and he was not for God took him and in Hebrews 11.5, it says Enoch walked with God by faith. Listen to this. By faith, Enoch was taken away so he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. <laughs> and verse 6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Jude 14 says something else about Enoch. He prophesied the coming of the Lord before he was taken up. It said, Now Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men 
also saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Enoch walked in a progressively wicked world. It was a very wicked time, but he walked with God. He was Noah's great-grandfather. He lived a godly life for 300 years while the world steadily grew more wicked. And he proved it was possible to live a godly life in an ungodly world. And he did it by walking with God, by faith and in obedience to God. Listen, it's so important to understand today that if we are going to be ready for the coming of Jesus and not going to be ashamed at his appearing, (laughs) amen, we need to be walking with God today. The Bible said of our day that evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. So, friend, I would love to tell you that, that we're going to get a perfect president in office and, 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 and we're going to have a worldwide revival. I believe in a worldwide revival to bring souls into the kingdom of God just before the king comes. I'm looking for that. But Jesus could come right now. He could come before this broadcast is over and not do any injustice to the prophetic word and the promises of Scripture concerning the church. A lot more to be done in the nation of Israel, but not in the church, both Jew and Gentile. (laughs) Hallelujah. Enoch proved it's possible to walk with God and therefore for God to take him without him tasting death. Praise God. He proved it was possible to live a godly life in an ungodly world. Listen to instructions from Philippians 2.15 in the New Testament. It said that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. This is not the light being overcome by the darkness. This is the light shining in the midst of the darkness and in spite of the darkness. Listen, God's people rebelled back in the old covenant and refused to walk in his ways. And God said of them, listen carefully, Deuteronomy 32 and verse 5, they corrupted themselves. They are not his children. Because of their blemish, underscore blemish, that's an important word. We're going to hear it in the New Covenant concerning the church that is ready for the coming of Jesus. The bride, therefore, that is ready to meet the groom. They corrupted themselves. They are not his children because of their blemish, a perverse and crooked generation. 
<laughs> what did the Bible say that we should shine in the midst of a perverse nation? A, a crooked and perverse nation. Amen. And yet, the light is shining in the darkness. Praise God. Christ is coming for a church, dear friend, without blemish. According to Ephesians 5 and verse 26, it says that He might sanctify and cleanse it, speaking of the church. He loved the church, gave Himself for it, that He might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water by the Word, that He might present it to Himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Praise God. Friend, if Christ's coming is soon, and I know it is, and you must know it is, the world, the Word, must come in cleansing power to prepare His people. I want to say that again. If Jesus is really coming soon, then His Word must come in cleansing power to prepare His people. I like what the former board chairman of Sun Oil Company once said. I'm going to quote him. He's a Christian man. Here's what he said. He said, I, like most laymen, I go to church to hear heralded the mind of Christ, not the mind of men. I want to hear expounded the timeless truth contained in the Scriptures, the kind of preaching that gets its power from thus saith the Lord. Such preaching is hard to find these days. Friend of mine, I'm going to go so far as to say it's even harder to find nowadays. And we need Spirit-anointed preaching and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Because God is preparing a bride for a groom. And, and, and Jesus is coming very, very soon. Listen, today we need to be walking with God. I believe there's a parallel between Enoch and the condition of his day and how God took him and the condition of our day and what is about to happen called the catching away, the rapture of the church. You say, preacher, rapture is not in the Bible. The word rapture, no, it isn't. Neither is the word trinity. But the triune God is certainly there in the Scripture, and the word Trinity is a word descriptive of a God who is manifest in Father, Son. One God manifest as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise God. So there is a catching away. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Amen. We shall not all sleep. Hallelujah. Let not your heart be troubled. Comfort one another with this fact. Jesus is coming. The dead are going to raise. The trump is going to sound. He's going to descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangel. The dead are going to be raised. And here's the Enoch generation. <laughs> Hallelujah. That I believe we are. And they which are living and remain will be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever 
be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Friend, we need to be walking with God so that we are ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Titus 2, 11 through 14 tells us that we must purpose in our heart, therefore, to live differently than the world about us. If we purpose in our heart, God is not going to override your will or my will. But if we will to obey Him, He's going to give us the grace and the supernatural strength and the wisdom and the knowledge that we need to live for Him. Hallelujah. So we need to purpose in our heart now more than ever to live differently than the culture, differently than the world about us. Titus 2, 11 through 14. Here's holy instructions to you and I as Christians today. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify it unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Present it to himself, a holy people, without spot or wrinkle or, or any such thing, without blemish, but that she should be holy. Glory to God. So to walk with God, we need to purpose in our heart to do it, and we need to walk in the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 said, This I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is not just life, but life and peace. Because when we are led by the Spirit, walking therefore in the Spirit, Living in the Spirit, there is no tension between God and us. We are surrendered to His will. We are walking in obedience to His will. And to walk with God, then, we must also walk in love. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, And be ye followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us. Walking in the Spirit. Walking in love. Walking with God. To walk with God, we must walk in truth. In Third John chapter 1 and verse 4, it said, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Hallelujah. And to walk with God, therefore, and to walk in truth means that we're to walk in the light. 
in the midst, you see, of a sin-darkened world, we shine as lights in the world. In fact, we are called the light of the world. And we're told to put on the armor of light in order to conquer the powers of darkness that are arrayed against us. Because we've been translated out of those powers. Hallelujah. Into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Putting on the armor of light is nothing less and nothing more than putting on the Lord Jesus Christ and therefore putting on the whole armor of God. Amen. First John 1 and verse 7 it says, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship. See, we're walking with God. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Dear friend of mine, in light of these times and the soon coming of Jesus, we should walk worthy of our calling. We should walk in truth. We should walk in love, we should walk in light and thereby walk with God, led of the Spirit of God. Let's read Romans thirteen eleven through 14 very quickly. It said, In knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. See, when there's a revival in the church, it's called a spiritual awakening. Because many times we can be lulled into a spiritual slumber and we need to be alerted. We need to be, we need a wake up call from the Word of God through preachers and teachers that will bring the Word in its full authority without respect of persons. We need to hear from heaven. Not just hear a well-designed sermon today with a little poem or a little illustration that tops it off and keeps it in a perfect time frame. I call it a sermonette for Christianettes that live in spiritual bassinets. No, it is high time now to awake out of sleep. But why? Because now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting, drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness. That's all just fulfilling our flesh, living for fleshly pleasure and loving pleasure more than loving God. The Bible said if that's happening, we're not his children. We don't belong to him. We belong to the world and that's why we love it so much. The scriptures clear if we love the world, the love of God is not in us. We love the world. We make ourselves enmity or the enemy of God. Ah, but put ye on who? <laughs> put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill it in the lust thereof. Praise God. Enoch walked with God. And was not, because God took 
Him. Listen. In Luke 18 and verse 8, this is what the Scripture says. I tell you, He will avenge them. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall He find faith on the earth. In context, it is faith in a coming avenger and a righteous judge, and also faith that our Deliverer is coming for us. Luke eighteen seven said, And shall not shall God not avenge his own elect which cry unto him day and night, though he bear long with them? God will avenge his own. The day of the Lord follows the rapture, the coming of Christ for his people. Revelation six, nine and ten says, And I saw when the fifth seal was opened, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Verse 11 says, And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Listen, friend of mine, we're facing the problem that Enoch faced in his generation today. As we view the world around us through the newspapers and the news media, TV screens and computer monitors, we see it growing more and more wicked and more and more antagonistic against Jesus and His people. We see our biblical values debased and rejected. We see Christians being persecuted worldwide, martyred by the tens of thousands every single year. In the inner depths of our hearts, we ask questions like, What can we do? What can we do? To whom can we turn? What does the future hold? And where is God in all of this? I'm going to tell you, God is still in control. God is still on the throne. And Jesus is coming very, very soon. The one thing we can do and the one thing we must do is begin to draw close to the Lord, be led of the Spirit of God, and walk with God. Amen. Not just go to church and then back in the world six days a week. No, walk with God. Have a consistent, concerted walk with God because Jesus is coming for a church that loves Him and that is ready. Listen, it actually said unto them that look, those that are anticipating His appearing, to those that look, He shall appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Praise God. Dear friend of mine, Jesus is coming very, very soon. 
And we need to be walking with God. I believe we are an Enoch generation. A last day generation. Did you know that the newspapers... This was years ago this was written. Don't know how it is now that newspapers are losing their ground. But that the type for most newspapers used years ago for this astounding event called the soon coming of Jesus, second coming of Jesus, rapture of the church, they're not one and the same. The rapture and the soon coming certainly are the same. And you know these, it's called the second coming type. They called them the second coming time. They were aware, Christian or non, of the prophecies that Jesus is coming for his people to take them away in an event called the Harpezo or the rapture of the church. These are large, heavy, black letters reserved for only the most stupendous, amazing front page news, such as the return of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. This banner headline was used, this type, this large type was used to announce the surrenders of Germany and Japan, marking the end of World War II. Such mighty, mighty news (laughs) that they used second coming type. It also told the news of the assassination of John F. Kennedy and the shooting of President Reagan. This bold heading style has proclaimed successful flights into space, presidential election winners, and other dramatic events of universal importance. And one day, And I believe it's one day soon. Mankind will witness the greatest event of all. And that is the second coming of Jesus Christ. That is what second coming type was named for. Back then, they... Christian or not, believer or non-believer in the newspaper business, believed that the, there would be a great event when Jesus comes that would require the large, largest type. And they called it second coming type. Today, the earthbound church is not focused on the second coming or the rapture, the soon coming of Jesus not really focused on it because there is a church so enamored with and involved with this fallen world that looking for Jesus is not an an event that they are looking for and expecting. A friend of mine at midnight, (laughs) there's going to be a cry, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And those that are looking for him are going to be ready for his coming. Because we're going to have oil in our lamp. We have been and are walking with God. In the midst of a wicked and perverse generation, we are still shining. And what makes us stand out is because we're not going with the flow. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. We're not going with the, with the, the, the rich moguls of this world on Wall Street. We're not imitating or emulating the, the popular, uh, pop singers and the Hollywood crowd. We're not following the blind that are leading the blind to destruction. We're following, amen, the truth. We're walking in the light. We are being led by the Spirit of God. And through the preaching of God's truth, we're being washed and we're being cleansed and we're being sanctified. (laughs) Hallelujah. That we might be ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus will literally come back to this planet for His people that He left so long ago. He will fulfill the promise He gave to us. And when He does, it will command the attention of all earth's inhabitants. The whole world will know the Lord Jesus is alive. Truly, it will be a headline event. It won't be through type, but it will be through television. It will be through every cell phone, I believe, will light up with an alert. And it will be, the world will be alerted that a, a strange event has occurred. And many people believe that all of these people that were suddenly disappeared has happened because Jesus has come for his people. Friend of mine, it will usher in a terrible time. You do not want to be left behind. You want to be ready for the coming of the Lord. And the first step in being ready and getting ready is to not run from God into the darkness, but run to Jesus for safety, for shelter, for security. Amen. Run to Jesus Confess your sins that he might forgive your sins and translate you out of the, out of the powers of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son. Praise God. Come to Christ today. I believe he's calling you right where you are. I believe he's reminding you that he's coming soon. And that you can come to Him right now, right where you are, just like you are, with every sin, every hang-up, every habit, just as I am, without one plea, but that Thy blood was shed for me. O Lamb of God, I come, I come. You say, Pastor, Preacher, I can't live for God. I tried and failed. I agree with you. You can't in and of yourself. No, you can't. I can't. No one can. But if you come to Him, repenting of your sin, the first thing that's going to happen is Satan is going to lose his hold on you. Those chains he has you wrapped up in like a spider wrapping up his victim in his web. They're going to break. (laughs) Hallelujah. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. 
friend of mine, come just as you are. Repent of your sin. Let God forgive you that sin. Let Jesus bust you out of jail. (laughs) Amen. And set you free. And be ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want you to go to heaven with us. We don't want you to be left here for the vengeance of the Lord. And Christian today, it's time to draw close to God. It's time to walk in the Spirit. Quit giving in to the flesh. It's time. It's high time for a spiritual awakening. Through a spiritual awareness, Jesus is coming soon. We love you. Come back next week and let's continue to get in the Word and let the Word cleanse us and make us white as snow. In Jesus' name.